feel like Gordon Bombay would have taken his career to even further heights. Everything's flashy, everything's cocaine, everything's fun. Open wide for some soccer. I don't care what you think about, what your personal thoughts are at home. I care that you hate the Cowboys. Welcome everybody to the Sports Experience Podcast. I'm Chris. This is Dom. We're a couple of comedians from Tucson. We're just out here doing a podcast about sports because we love sports. This one coming up is the beginning of a block series that we're doing leading into our live episode, or at least live recorded episode, um, of the Super Bowl, or the big game, it's as the they call game. it. Mm-hmm. I called it the Pooper Bowl. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, we're doing that at the screening room. Um, so check out that. Uh, tickets will be on sale. Um, it's going to be our first ever live pod. We're going to have guests. We're going to have... Uh, uh, commercial going to be a one bit commentator. One it's going to, yes, it's going to be a huge party. There will be nachos. <laughs> That's all I have to say about potentially in helmets, but <laughs> we're going to have to get extra helmets. That's the problem is <laughs> where do you get cheese helmets? Uh, this one starting off though. I, I really like it because we're starting right in the wild card beginning of the playoffs. 2002. We got two comebacks, two big comebacks, two big comebacks. And uh, yeah, Let's talk about the late game first, because this was like on par with another wild card comeback, which we might talk about later. But in an incredible game at Candlestick Park or 3Com or whatever the hell you want to call it in San Francisco, the 49ers and the Giants in a wild card matchup between the number four seeds, uh, 49ers and number five seed Giants. And uh Arguably one of the NFL's greatest games. It really is. And, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you're going to say it's not. Arguably one of the most controversial games. That's the thing that it kind of comes down to, too, where it was a great game at the end, but at the end it was a little chaotic. Yeah. Which I love. A little chaotic? Because it's wild card, and you're like, it did get a little wild. So Boy, that escalated quickly. Boy. (laughs) All right. So, uh, 2002, uh, let's talk about the Giants first. Um, They're two years removed from winning the NFC title, uh, making a Super Bowl where they got beat by Baltimore. They still have kind of the core of the team intact, um, led by head coach Jim Fossil and in his last year, offensive coordinator Sean Payton. Yeah. I'm not sure if you knew that. Yeah. Kind of struggled out of the gate um, with a three and four record, but they ended up going seven and two down the stretch to win the top wild card because uh, Philadelphia that year was the number one seed. Um, looking in the middle of their three straight conference championship losses. Um, they uh, Giants and uh, 49ers actually played earlier in the season. Oh, yeah. They played the opening weekend and the opening game of the entire 2002 season. They lost um, 16-13 to 13 in New York, or New Jersey, where they played, the <laughs> New Jersey Giants. Um, quarterback was Kerry Collins, who was a savvy vet. He played forever, Kerry Collins, like. Probably like 15, 16 I was going to say, he, he was one of those quarterbacks that literally played for too long, if you yeah. will. Oh, yeah. No. Towards the end, it was bad. Yes. But this is kind of in the prime of his career, uh, kind of the tail end. Over 4,000 yards passing, 19 touchdowns. Uh, their best player on offense, though, was Tiki Barber. Yes. Uh, yes. Who was a Hall of Very Good player um, when all was said and done. If he had played maybe a couple more seasons and not retired, maybe he could have been a Hall of Famer. But that season, he had almost 1,400 rush yards and 11 rushing touchdowns, 69 receptions, and almost 600 yards. So he had almost 2,000 all-purpose from the line of scrimmage. So um, And he was their huge offensive outlet. So that's what we see coming up into this game is... Yeah. It's, tiki, it's the Tiki Barber show, but they have two very important pieces 
um, as pass catchers. Amani Toomer comes into his own. I think he's in his sixth or seventh year. But Ike Hilliard, their other receiver, is hurt in this during this regular season. And Toomer leads the team with 82 catches and over 1,300 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. But they have a rookie in this year at tight end. A very uh, fantastic uh, flashy, rookie. A flashy. Uh, a long-haired rookie. Uh, you know what? He's one of those long hairs. I'll tell you what. He wouldn't make it on the Yankees. That's the wouldn't make it on the I... Yankees, but he made it at this university, if you know what I'm talking about, which makes him kind of a badass. Well, <laughs> Jeremy Shockey, everybody. You got Shockey up there and... All pro this year. And their backup tight end, uh, Shockey had, I must mention, though, almost 900 receiving yards that season. And their backup tight end is Motor City Dan Campbell of oh, the yeah. Lions. He was biting some kneecaps as their backup tight end. Man. <laughs> um... Where they really kind of have issues, though, is on special teams. Matt Bryan is a solid kicker, much like Kerry Collins. He was in the league forever with New York and then later Atlanta. But their punter, Matt Allen, averaged less than 37 yards a punt this season. Well, if you see how important, because you almost don't even think about special teams until it's like glaringly... A problem. Until and it is someone such like, a problem for the Giants. <laughs> holds the laces in and oh assumes the name of a missing hiker. Um, defensively, they were really good, though. They were third ranked in points allowed, uh, led up front by um, Michael Strahan, who my sister affectionately f- referred to as a gap-toothed bitch. Oh, nice. <laughs> he made the Pro Bowl with 11 sacks. Kenny Holmes on the other end had eight sacks. Um, good, solid uh, linebackers as far as flowing to the ball. And Michael Barrow, who led the team in tackles. Uh, Brandon Short, as well as Dahani Jones, who we'll talk about in this game. Um, secondary, you have Will Allen, um, then uh, Omar Stoutmeyer and Sean Williams at safety. Sean Williams also we'll talk about in this game. And the Al... The great white buffalo and Jason Seahorn, the last white cornerback in the NFL is on this team yes, and still playing at a very high level. But I feel like we see this team kind of have this uh, ground and pound and really good defense kind of like that's their that's their identity. When, when we look at it with, you know what I mean, with Tiki and this is really just a good. Defense. They had a really solid offensive line. Guys like Mike Rosenthal, Rich Seibert, yep. Luke Pettigoot. Um, Jason Whittle and Chris Bober up front in the trenches. And yeah, it was all based around Barber because not only could he hurt you running the ball, he could also also, catch it, which, you know, does a lot to help your weapons off a play action like Toomer and Jeremy Shockey. So they're 10 and six rolling into this game against the 49ers who in 2002 win a division, win the NFC West, not necessarily because they're a great team, but because everyone in that division had a bad season. I was going to say because they really didn't have a lot of – NFC West, excuse me. Uh, weapons. They have Garcia at quarterback. They have Well, Garcia made the Pro Bowl that year. Um, he had over 3,000 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, 353 rushing yards, which I would say is pretty good for a former a guy who started in the CFL um, to begin his career. At running back, they have a two-headed monster with Kevin Barlow and our guy we did an episode on. Check that out. Garrison Hurst, who is back off of a horrendous I was foot say, injury. This is, yeah, this is, uh, this is why he uh, he's kind of doing split time where he's coming off a, a horrible injury. A bone in his foot died. <laughs> it died. And then we got another man who we're going to be oh, talking about. Oh, man. This is – say what you will about this guy, but if 
he's one of the top five wide receivers in NFL history. Oh, absolutely. And this is when he's in the absolute prime of his career. Who we got, Chris? We got Terrell Owens, who just might be a little bit too hot-headed for his... And this is the thing that... You hear when you're when you if you rewatch this game, the announcers are just like, one of these guys needs to keep their cool, and they're just like, nah, it's nah. not gonna happen. Nope. That year, Owens had a hundred grabs for thirteen hundred yards and thirteen TDs. They also had Ty Streets in the mix with yeah. seven hundred fifty-six yards and five TDs as their number two, and then JJ Stokes, who was a huge draft bust, and Cedric Wilson combined for um, forty-seven catches, four hundred ninety-eight yards, and two TDs. Um, it's their typical 49ers West Coast offense, and you're trying to feed it to 81 and T.O. on every single play. Yeah. Um, as or at fun. least he's he's always the first option. You know? Yeah. Like, I, that's just kind of the way this is laid out. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I seriously. mean, why wouldn't – the man in that era was a freak. He was like 6'4", 220 pounds, and he'd run like a gazelle. And I was going to say he was so fast. You're like, oh, you're not doubling down on him today? Here we go. <laughs> Defense rather average this year, only 18th in points a game allowed. Um, their big star along the defensive line was Bryant Young as well as, um, uh, what's his name, Andre Carter at 12 and a half sacks. He was a pretty good college player also for Cal. Uh, Julian Peterson was a stud linebacker for them, uh, 96 tackles, um, seven passes defended in a pick. He was like their pass coverage linebacker. Um, then in their secondary – um, they had uh, Tony Parrish as well as Ahmed Plummer, who will bring up a lot in this oh, yeah. game. <laughs> Poor Ahmed Plummer. And uh, one of their linebackers, Jeff Ulbrich, former Hawaii Rainbow. Hell yeah. But uh, they finished the season also 10-6. and six. And this is an interesting playoff rivalry. I don't know if you read anything about it, but uh, these teams have met before in some big games. Yes. Possibly a big game we might talk about, not necessarily to spoil it, but when the Niners were going for a three-peat in 1990, the Giants strolled in with a backup quarterback into San Francisco and won on field goals. Just field goals. Just field goals. <laughs> but I'll say this is... Going into this game, it was looked at like the Giants were had more momentum. I feel like yeah. that that's what it looked like. Like well, they, they were the favorites. Season seven and two. They finished this the season seven and two, and they had this defense that was just looked really playoff made. They were yeah. I mean they were solid. They still yes. have the holdovers for the most part of that Super Bowl participant team a exactly of years ago. And uh, want to get into the game? Yeah, let's, let's get, get right into, into it. the game. So January fifth, two thousand three, starting at four forty-seven p.m. at Three Com Park. The Giants come out pretty hot mm-hmm. on offense. Um, Barber is carving them up on the ground, nine-yard run, then up the middle for four, then uh, also an eleven-yard catch. Tumor is catching the ball, um, but then unfortunately. Collins gets a pass tipped to backup running back Ron Dane, and it's picked off by Julian Peterson at the San Francisco 24. And on the first play, what happens for San Francisco, Chris? Well, they they take it to the house. But well, let me say this, though, because it starts off like this, where you're almost like, because the... The Giants look like they're carving them up. They are, yeah. And then literally you get an interception, and you're like, oh, the game's flipped on on its head. Yeah. Um, like, clearly there's a better team, but it 
to not showing up on the scoreboard. That's the thing I really like about this, where you're like, uh, is this going to flip right here? Because sometimes it kind of collapses, and we see San Francisco go and do what what essentially like you fear if you're a Giants fan. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, exactly. You see this, and you're just like, oh, here we go. God damn it. We're going to lose. It's like, like the only way they're going to beat us is on freak. Oh, my God. What's yes, happening right now? That's what I feel like is literally like as a Giants fan in this moment, and I can't imagine what it's like later, but in this moment, you're just like, oh, this is going to be the day. There's just a den- there's just denizens of Guidos decked out in blue going, oh. <laughs> it's not booze. It's O's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so T.O. catches a 76-yard touchdown from Garcia on the, their first play from scrimmage. So they're Lit- up 7-0. to zero. Literally. And then if you're a 49ers fan, you're like, here we go. Here we go. We're still in it. We're not losing. <laughs> Giants get the ball back, but outside of a 13-yard catch by Shockey, they have to end up punting. San Francisco then trades with a three and out. A false start really killed them on that drive. Yep. But then the Giants say, all right, enough is enough. Let's get this shit together. Um, it's a good mo- uh, mix of Barber on the ground and then Tumor and Shockey through the air, which is pretty much their entire bread and butter. Also, a face mask penalty on the first play to gift them 15 also helps them drive down to the San Francisco 12. And then Collins notices a very important matchup between Amani Tumor and Ahmed Plummer. He oh. sees the matchup between those two players and says, my best guy can beat their best guy whenever the hell he wants to, and I'm going to keep feeding him until something awful happens. And that's literally, that's what this next, they say it, the the announcers are just like, ah, I feel so bad for, like, yeah. you're just like, no, yeah, I, I get it, because they're right, they should have doubled down earlier or done something else because mix up your coverages or something or at least bracket but they left him one-on-one and collins uh dropped a nice little pass to him for a touchdown from 12 yards out towards the end of the first quarter um san francisco gets the ball back and instead of responding they go three and out again well then this is where i feel like the defense starts to be like no we're better than you we're yeah. going to show you that was a freak play, you know, and you're just kind of like, ah, okay, this is calming down. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they it gets kind of a little wild, wild card, check it out. It's like, T.O. beats us, he beats everybody. Yes, but not that's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Giants get the ball back, and on the first play, Barber, and to start the second quarter, Barber has a 29-yard run. Then there's a 27-yard pass to Shockey, which gets the ball down to the San Francisco one-yard line. And instead of running it with Barber, they mix it up. Collins throws a nice little fade on second and goal to Shockey to put him up 14-7. to seven. And it's one of those that he just had to put it up into the air, and Shockey was just that much bigger. You see that a lot now with tight ends. Before, yes. you were really only seeing it with Tony Gonzalez, but that's like nowadays. Now it's it's yeah. standard. You put You're like, can you get up to the 6-7 seven guy? And in that, yeah. So it was kind of like a play you wouldn't see that much. And then... it. it it's almost like it's set up for later when yeah. we see it with, with Oh, Shockley. God, that's so. the play of the game, which we'll get into. Yep. Um, San Francisco gets the ball back, but to their credit, they fight back to show like, hey, we're still in this game. Owens has two catches for 21 yards on the drive. Streets has a huge 25-yard catch. Oh, yeah. That was a big one to get the ball to the Giants 32. Um, uh, they end up setting themselves up at third and goal at the Giants one, and Barlow busts in. On a very tough run near the goal line, they actually called him down, but it went to, but it, to the booth. Yeah, 
Um, so they end up tying the game at 14, and the Giants get the ball back, and they say, well, here we go. <laughs> With just under seven minutes to go in the half, um, they end up having to punt from their own 35, which their drive was stopped. But on the Allen punt, Cedric Wilson muffs it inside the 10. Yep. The announcers were saying he lost it in the sun. I don't know what the hell happened, but it, the Giants recover it. I was going to say it looks pretty bad if he didn't lose it in the sun. How about that? Because if you're yeah. a punt, if you're a punt returner and and you muff it that, like it, it's it's bad because it's yeah. So it's even worse the closer you get to your own goal line. Exactly. Too. I mean, and with that, if you can't see the ball, why do you just, even want to try and catch it? Yeah, just, just let just, it bounce and hope it rolls into the end zone. Um. So. Uh, Recovered at the eight, and then Toomer catches an eight-yard touchdown to go up seven. San Francisco, the ball with about two minutes left. They're driving, and then uh, Garcia is picked off by Seahorn at the Giants' 44. So there's still time left on the clock for the Giants to pad their lead, which I thought was a huge play going into halftime considering, well, San Francisco keeps clawing back, but if you create some distance, you're going to absolutely take the crowd out of it and everything else. Especially in the short of a time where like, they were like going into the half being like, all right, we're down seven. We'll see how this goes. Or even we're tied, yeah. and then you literally go up, you know, well, we'll see. Well, yes. Uh, Barber has three catches on this drive for 40. One across the middle, which was yep. awesome, which proved just what how a great— yeah. He really is, yeah. Um, for 30 yards, and then um, on second and 10 from the San Francisco 24, Colin says, who's my best guy? Amani Toomer. Finds him for another touchdown to go up 24-8 to 14 with 16 seconds left, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, if you're San Francisco, you're just like, is it time to throw in the towel? It is like, very demoralizing going back into the locker room with this kind of shit, like I said, where it was literally neck and neck, even being down seven, and then to immediately be down 14. It's just like... Well, and credit to the Giants, because they didn't take their foot off the gas. Yes. They were just like, no, let's let's, let's just score. bury this team. Yeah. Like, let's let them know that we're going to be moving on to Tampa. So, in the second half, uh, starts with the Giants getting the ball, or the 49ers getting the ball first. Um, this is a huge crucial drive in this game for San Francisco, and it does not go their way. <laughs> They move the ball with some passes to tight end Eric Johnson and some good runs by Hurst and Garcia to set up a fourth and one at the Giants 46. Unfortunately, fullback Fred Beasley is absolutely demolished on this play. Abs- just like he's run running over. into a wall, yes. essentially, and for no gain, and they end up turning the ball back on downs to the Giants. And the Giants, to their credit, just say, fuck it, we got the ball back. Yes. There's still time. We can score some points. So Barber has a 22-yard run. Toomer has a 17-yard catch. And then Barber just walks it in from six yards out, essentially. just well, it's, Nobody it's, touched him yeah. on this running play. It's completely open for him. The hole was right there, and he was just like, all right. So with 9.57 left in the third quarter, the Giants are winning 35-14 to against an offense that outside of a freak T.O. play has not sustained more than one drive all game that's led to anything. Um, so, I mean, and this is what kind of people were saying going into the game was like the Giants are going to, they're just a better team overall. And at this point, it was like showing, you know what I yeah. mean? Where the San Francisco's offense couldn't do anything. Their defense literally couldn't stop 
their best play. You know what I mean? It was like all of this where you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Both teams started or both teams finished 10 and 6. One started 7 and 2, one finished 7 yes, and 2. Yes, exactly. I'm taking the team that is going into the playoffs hot. Yes. San Francisco proceeds to go out on their next drive and go three and out. The only positive to this is they took 59 seconds off the clock. That's the only thing they're yeah. saving grace is that's what happened. The Giants, again, when they get the ball back, you're thinking, just stop. They're already dead. The way that their offense is humming. Start at their own 34. A 46-yard catch by Toomer helps them set up a second and goal where Collins decides to pass, and it was a great play call because Jeremy Shockey is wide open Mm -hmm. along the back of the end zone. Collins throws him a good ball, and he just flat out drops it. Like he he really it goes like right in between his hands. And in this moment, the announcers are like, ah, Shockley really wanted that second touchdown. Yeah. Like, he, they weren't even thinking of, like, oh, they need it for the game because they're going to – it was so – It was stat padding. It like, was stat Aikman, padding. Buck, and Collinsworth were like, oh, man, this is getting out of hand, but, man, it would have been nice to see him catch that ball. It, that's literally what their response was, and it was just like, okay. All we'll right. See. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And then on third and goal, he makes an incredible catch, like one that was so much more difficult in the end zone, but he was out of bounds. But he was out of bounds, yep. So they have to settle for a field goal, which they make. Matt Bryant makes a 21-yard field goal to put him up 38-14 to 14 with 4.30 left in the third quarter. So it, in 19 and a half minutes, San Francisco has to score 24 points just to tie. For some perspective... You need to score three touchdowns and have three successful two-point conversions in that amount of time Just to tie. with the other team having the ball to send it to overtime. Mm-hmm. So San Francisco gets the ball back. Um, they go with a quick game to Johnson on a 12-yard catch. Streets for 11, Owens for 12, and then Owens ends up getting a 26-yard touchdown catch to finish the drive. It only took 220 off the clock. I was just going to say, I, I remember this drive because of how quick it was because right after this field goal, you're like, oh, yeah, it's done and buried. And then they score in like two whatever, 230, and you're just like, We're oh, still in the third quarter, yeah. We're still in the third, and it's there's one touchdown down. Yeah, and they end up getting the two-point conversion. The funny thing about the two-point conversion is T.O. is celebrating after the two-point conversion, and Strahan runs over to him and starts pointing at the scoreboard. Yep. But you took 220 off the clock and you're down 16. Maybe something can break your way, yeah. right? Maybe something can end up breaking Well, this is your exactly way. how it, they need it to happen. Yeah. So. so the Giants get the ball. They go three and out. There's a huge sack by John Engelberger, which absolutely destroys the drive. And then they end up punting. But what ends up happening is Vinny Sutherland, the 49ers punt returner, ends up calling for a fair catch. Yep. He catches it, but he's mowed into by Dahani Jones on special teams, which gives San Francisco 15 extra yards and great field position after a shitty punt. So here's our first special team's huge mistake. Yes. Um, I don't know if he just didn't see it, but it looks like it was just a horrible play on his end. I mean, and, it, I felt bad for Jones because the punt was so short. Yes. I don't think – I think he thought Sutherland wasn't going to catch it and it was either going out of bounds or over his head. And it was like just a complete and total accident of a football play. Yep. And San Francisco makes quick work, um, get the ball at the Giants' 27 because of the penalty and the shitty punt. 
Um, Beasley goes for three. Stokes has a 10-yard catch. And then Garcia uses his legs like he tended to do in his younger days for 14 yards. And they score and get an Owens two-point conversion to make it 38-30 to at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Which is crazy. From to go from like four minutes ago, you know, or whatever it was, it's crazy. You put up sixteen points in like six, seven minutes of football. Yep. I mean, you're still very much in this game. Mm-hmm. And na- and now I feel like that, like the Giants fans who are hammered at this point are making yeah. that realization. They're just like, hold on, what happened? <laughs> oh, oh, to to. <laughs> The Giants go three and out on their next drive, and there's still 13-23 left in this game. San Francisco has a furious drive with Owens and Streets leading the way. Wilson gets in the mix with Johnson, and they go from their own 18 to a third and seven on the Giants' eight. And then, unfortunately for them, an incompletion leads to a Jeff Chandler field goal yep. to bring up fourth down, but they convert it. So now they're down five. They're not even having to worry about a two-point conversion if they get it. I mean, they will end up having to, but a touchdown not only ties it, it, it they go wins up one. It. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's 7.52 left in the game, and this sets up probably the most crucial drive for the Giants of the game. And to their credit, they definitely respond because their offense clicks again after a couple of three and outs. Um, a lot of good uh, tiki barber usage on this drive. Um, they, well, they, they pretty much they go back to what like I feel like what was working for them, which was either rolling out and giving it to Tiki, or literally just giving it to Tiki and letting him run. Oh yeah, and and this is what we see, and they're just you can tell they're just trying to put themselves in the field goal ra- range to make it eight again. Yeah, and. Take time off the clock and take time by off doing the clock. that. And yep. they do that part as far as taking time off the clock, and they perform very well, although Barber stopped on third and two at the San Francisco 25, yep. which is a huge stuff for them because it sets up the field goal unit. And the Giants, not only in addition to having Matt Allen and his issues, they have a new long snapper for this game, Chris. And who is it? <laughs> I forget his name. Who is it? Uh, Trey Junkin. Trey Junkin. 19-year NFL veteran say, brought out of retirement. 19 years he was with Dallas like the year before or somebody in like that in the preseason. In the yeah. preseason. Mm-hmm. And so he was one of the best long snappers in yes, the game during that was, his career. That's the thing that sucks about this to have it be the Super end. Super Bowl time. And this is glaringly how important a long snapper is. That's the thing yeah. that I think some people don't realize because he literally has one job in long snapping. He has done it for 20 years. The best long snappers, you know who they are? The guys you don't know their names. I was just going to say, it's yes. It's the opposite of cheers is long snapping. You want to go where nobody knows your name. So they have a field goal that's not necessarily a chip, but it's, 42 definitely, yards. A, it's, it's a, definitely a good, like, yeah. Um, and it's a horrible snap. Allen can't put it down. Bryant shanks it, goes into the Miami police department. I'm just joking, but he misses the kick, 42 yards with 3.06 on the clock, which is in the NFL in a freaking eternity. It's a freaking eternity. It really is. It's almost like a quarter. Yeah. That time and the fourth. In the Yeah, I mean, especially with timeouts and a hurry-up offense. Yep. Um, San Francisco um, has gets the ball. 25-yard catch by Johnson, where he was left all alone on that play. Um they end up getting down to the Giants' 25 because they have that cake field position from the missed field goal. 
a 12-yard uh, run by Garcia gets him down to the Giants, 13. And on the next play, touchdown to Ty Streets. The place is going absolutely insane. And I, I just want to point this out because Garcia had two runs in this game that really, like, turned – they were, like, really important. And then this one to Streets where you were like, oh, this is why Garcia was, like, a pro – you know what I mean? Like He was a good quarterback yes. for a block of time, yes. I would say. Not then, a world beater, but very good. Yes. And then we get a little uh, – we get a we, shit going we on. We get some action. T.O. Uh, T.O. has been jawing all game, as he did – every game of yes. his NFL career on the two point conversion attempt. The pass is intercepted, but in those days you could well, hold on in the, before the, Oh yeah. Before, after the touchdown, after he the starts touchdown, getting into it with Sean Williams, he gets into it with Sean Williams. Um, he starts like taunting him and then Williams snaps on him and starts going after him. If Williams didn't do that, San Francisco would not have had, they would have had two options either take the two-point conversion from their 17 or be backed up 15 yards on the kickoff and all the Giants would need, even if they converted the two-pointer from the two and not taking that penalty, they would have easily drove into field goal range yes. with that field position. So Williams snap it. If he had just walked away, they would have called it on T.O. Because they did. They called yes. a penalty on him. But the offsetting penalties really screwed the Giants. Yeah. And on the very next play, also some offsetting penalties really screw the Giants. Because so, like you were saying, picked, yeah. the pass is picked. Um, he's obviously... Oh, the pass is picked, so the play's dead. The play is dead, so the guy's running. Most of these guys in college, and now in the NFL, you can actually return it for two points yep, but, off of that. Um, unfortunately, uh, I think Jeremy Newberry and T.O. start getting into a fracas with Giants players, including Williams, who is tossed for this one. Well, uh, we see them going to the sidelines, and Owens just hits him going out yeah. after the they're calling, and he's already out of Such bounds. Such a dick move. And Williams comes up, and then Williams, I think, actually hits... Uh, yeah, he he call he tries to cold cock somebody, yes. and that's when they kick him out of the game. And then there's two more offsetting penalties. Where if Williams had just stayed and just not done anything on either one of these, like you were saying, the Giants would have been in such easy field position. So not even just for a field goal, they probably could have drove it into the red zone and had it like a chip. Bull, you know, think about it like this. Bryant made all of his extra points, and he made that 21-yard field goal, which was essentially an extra point. If you're kicking an inside 35-yard field goal, even with your special teams issues, that's okay. Yes. That's, you know, you feel at least a little bit more comfortable about it. Um, luckily for the Giants, um, Devin Joyce, their kick returner, gets the ball to about midfield on the return on it's a, a really great play. It's a great return. Um there's uh, two passes to Ron Dixon, then two to Toomer, which end up getting the ball down to the San Francisco 23, which is like a 40-41 yard field goal. So you think there's, it, I think, six seconds left. So this is the game. And you think 39-38. This is 39-38. Uh, San Francisco's up. And you really think just the way they drove it down, you're like, okay, they're not going to mess up a at least we're going to get a shot at it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's the mentality. And well, those Chris, you, ex those you explain what happens, son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting um, commentary about the holder, but 
So the long snapper. Yes, talk about this because this is very important because this play, this field goal, is not run on fourth down like regular field goals. Yes. They are running it, I think, on third down. Yes. And get into it. So miss snap again. Instead of spiking the ball, which is kind of normal, which is why they do it on a third because it'll give you another opportunity from Mm -hmm. whatever, seven yards back. Um, Instead of that, he rolls out. No, it's just an incomplete pass. You run the play again. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. run the play again. That's what I mean. Instead of spiking it, um, he ends up rolling out to try and pass the pass the ball. So you see a couple of offensive whatever linemen, or I don't even know what position it was. Well, the, the offensive linemen on your kick team. Yes. So what a lot of people don't know is unlike regular offensive formations, offensive linemen on the kick team can be eligible receivers depending where they're lined up on the line of That's, scrimmage. And some of them are drifting downfield, but it's the eligible ones who are drifting downfield. Now, watching a punter try and throw a football, sorry, Matt Allen, is kind of hilarious. But if you're a fan of that team, you're like, dear God, what are you doing? So he just kind of chucks one up. It looks like I threw it or Dom threw it or even Ty threw it. (laughs) And... Uh, Julian Peterson on the 49ers is getting back there because the ball is actually floating to some of these wandering linemen, including Rich Seibert. It's like rookie of the year. Just it's float like, it. Just float it. This one's for mommy! <laughs> so he, he floats it up there. Peterson has his back turned, doesn't know where the ball is, and pulls Seibert down as he's attempting to make... Who knows if he would have made the catch? Yep. It actually would have been detrimental to the Giants if he made the catch because he, he would have, have been scored. down. Yeah. 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 But so, that's not what it was. What it was was pass interference. It was pass interference by the letter of the law in the NFL. That is pass interference because Peterson all but mugged an eligible receiver down the field. Unfortunately, the bad snap by Junkin, the horrible pass by Allen, the referees get together. And see a guy with the number, I think Cybert was 69. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make a joke or anything. They see a guy with that number and all the guys wandering downfield without actually confirming. And I don't know why they didn't replay that. I guess you can't replay pass interference, but yeah. they just said ineligible man downfield and threw a flag. And since games can end on offensive penalties, time ran out and the, Gi- and the Giants lost. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy is. And, and this is what I feel like. This should be the game of offsetting penalties. Yep. And this is the one that really screwed the Giants over because they all really screwed the Giants over. But this one where he was an eligible eligible receiver and they threw it as he was ineligible, they would have gotten a pass interference with what I think they put five seconds back on the clock and or something pass like that. interference is a spot. No, what they would do is run an untimed down. An untimed for down. For defensive okay. penalties. Yes. So... And since P.I. is a spot foul, they're kicking an extra point with no time left on the clock. Exactly. And granted, the snap could have been botched again. We don't know. But they basically stole it away, and the NFL had to apologize after the 49ers won. Yep. And then there's nothing they could do at that there point. There was nothing they could do because the game it was, was just played. A missed call altogether. It was a bad call. Granted, if you're the Giants, maybe you should look back at losing a 22-point lead with basically 16, 7, or no, not 16. Yeah, about 19, 20 minutes left. Well, the thing that they go back to is the Shockley 
miscatch and the catch that was better, but he didn't get both feet in. Yeah. And they were saying that where in that time, they're like, ah, dang. But looking back, they're like, oh, that would have closed the game out. San Francisco wouldn't have been able to score 42 points. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it, that's the thing that you look back and you were like, score. Every, there's no taking the, the no lead the is gas. safe. Yeah, no lead is safe. Running up the score is not a concept, particularly after the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. Yep. You sweep the leg, Cobra Kai, till I die. <laughs> but yeah, one of the greatest NFL wildcard games ever played, one of the best NFL playoff games ever played and it was so chaotic i feel like we're gonna come back for a second episode for our uh, next one for our chaos yeah so uh come back for the next 2002 comeback same day same earlier day. in the day we got steelers and we got the browns yes so come on back